Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby, and this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we were live from Wembley before the big fight between Anthony Yard and Artur Beterbiev, and we built up to that. Oh, we also talked football, of course, because uh, Stan Collymore joined us to uh, give us a few FA Cup upsets or potential ones and look at the big games in the Falls panel. Uh, we'll bring you that. We'll also um, bring you the... Martin Kellner's week of sport on TV. And uh, what else are we going to do? That's a bit. I think that should keep you going. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. It's very exciting to be here, isn't it? Yeah, first time. This is this is a, a, a fantastic facility. Wembley, if you've, if you've been to Wembley, been to games at Wembley, Wembley Way and, and, and the facilities on Wembley have changed a lot in yeah, the yeah, last true. five, six years. And this is the drum. It's a big kind of community centre and it's got... <laughs> it's, it's shaped like a drum. It I'm is. Saying, John, where's the drum? <laughs> and like the old great big drum right in front of your face. <laughs> but it's a fantastic facility. This is where... The uh, weigh-in is taking place for the undercard and indeed the main event, Yard versus Peterbiev, uh, which is, as we said, live on TalkSport tomorrow night. And uh, in the build-up to this, Andy, we've been doing our research mm. and, and watching video of the fighters and stuff, and it is a fascinating fight. This it is an it? exciting prospect, actually, and uh, I'm fascinated by the boxing crowd. It's not exactly Henley, is it? <laughs> <Be honest. laughs> well, no, it isn't. <laughs> but why would you expect it to be? I, I think you find this fight isn't part of the season. <laughs> Such a snob. <laughs> um, punters will be coming in to watch just to yeah. our right here. They're, they're obviously, as always, you'll be seeing uh, these pictures, I'm sure, if you go to the YouTube boxing channel. All set up for the weigh-in. I know we're or, turning our back on the camera now. Sorry and about that. As you've been working on your Cockney rhyming slang, Andy, which I know that you often speak in, yeah. um, so what will the boxers be standing on for the weigh-in? The Prunellas. The Prunellas, of course. Yeah, just leap. Go on, boys. Just leap on the old Prunellas. Be good. <laughs> it will be, be great good. if Peterbiev takes that back to Canada, won't it? Yeah, just I've got on the old Prunellas. No I'm one's dying. a pound heavier than I thought I'd be. <laughs> I'm dying to sing to Big Arted Arta. <laughs> He'll know that, yeah. He'll yeah, be he'll a big fan of Arta. Asky. I was thinking, I'm going to ask the boxer. You know, he's got a very bushy beard. He has, yeah, uh, yeah. He's a brilliant fighter. But if Yard does catch him on the bit, does it, does it sort of... Cushion the blow. Cushion the blow a bit. I wouldn't think so. I, I mean, these so. are light heavyweights. I'm not to try it <laughs> Light heavyweights. <laughs> I don't think there's a great deal of cushioning in a wispy beard, really, if a light heavyweight's banging you on the chin. It's quite a thick beard. So, you you, know, you're saying there's some kind of... Well, he's got something in it. He's got some sort of metal contraption in there. <laughs> no, I'm not. No. Anyway. I don't think he needs um, that. 
Yeah, so uh, we'll be bringing the way in live. Mm. It, it will get a bit noisy. Hopefully you'll be able to hear us, understandably. Um, all of our boxing experts who are with you tomorrow night on TalkSport for the fight are here. Uh, uh, Gareth A. Davis. Well, the, the force of nature <laughs> that is. Uh, Spencer Oliver, of course, former fighter, one of our top pundits. John said to me, reckon he could take Spencer Oliver. I said, you couldn't. <laughs> Actually, he didn't say that. He did. He didn't say he that. He absolutely right. did. Well, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> He said because he was taller than yeah. Spencer. Yeah, I mean Spencer. I, I used to work with a former boxer years and years ago, Terry Marsh. Yeah, uh, and I did a couple of uh, things with Terry Media things, and he taught me through. I, after one of his fights, he taught me through his fight, and the way he did it was to uh, was to basically have punches whistling past my head. Oh, really? He just said, so I dipped then, and, wow, and, I, and I could feel the wind off of these <laughs> That's punches. That's not good, is it? And it, it? Honestly, I mean Terry was not a big guy, but. I wouldn't no, want to be hit by any him. So John has got no chance no in that chance. particular matchup. They're all one punch, really. You wouldn't that be it, wouldn't it? So, yeah. uh, but it is, it is exciting. Quite a good crowd in actually. Yeah, big crowd in. Obviously, very big media event. So we're going to be. A, it's yes. interesting because I did, you know, not like me, but I did a bit of research last night. Yeah, well, I, I know. It's a shock. I was quite shocked to hear that. And then you realise <laughs> this fight has gone a bit under the radar because yeah. it's really an exciting prospect. Yeah. I mean, Spencer and, and Gareth and the gang are going to be telling you more about it later on. But effectively, uh, Baturbiev is 18-0, uh, and 0, all of them uh, I I within the distance. He's not gone. No, he's not gone 18 the fights, 18 knockouts. Yeah, effectively, and stoppages on knockouts. a very long amateur career. Yeah, so. and he is a tough man. Uh, but, I mean, Anthony Yard's record is good as well, but he's very much the underdog. I think mm. he's 8-1 uh, to one against at the moment. But as people have been but saying... He says this he's learned from past fights and, you know, he yeah. confidence. So. Uh, this is going to be a really exciting fight. The chances of it, I, don't think, I think only... And he's probably gone the distance once in a fight, 12 yeah, rounds. he's not going to go the distance. So it's going to be a really, really exciting, explosive fight. So you don't want to miss that on talk well, I was reading a brilliant evening. interview with Baturbia Finn uh, by Donald McRae in The Guardian today. And he, even he said he's a really quite hard bloke to interview. So I doubt whether we'll get him on, yeah. but we might. You never well, know. Gareth will tell you. He was, uh, yeah. Gareth spoke to him a little bit earlier on. He says he resides. He's born in Russia, but he's a Canadian citizen and has lived there mm. for a number of years. And, um, yeah, look, hopefully we'll hear from both fighters. Uh, I mean, obviously, they, they got their game faces in. You were yeah. saying earlier on, we'll have a chat with uh, Anthony about being an Arsenal fan. I think, I don't think he's going to be quite... No, I don't think he's going to be... <laughs> I think he's going to be quite... We, well, hopefully we'll catch up with Frank Warren, the promoter, as well, too. I mean, he can probably talk a bit of Arsenal. He hasn't, yeah. he hasn't got a fight tomorrow night, as far as I know. He can talk a bit of Harry Hill. We'll more of that later. Yes. But I'm fascinated by Everton, uh, this uh, idea that it could be Bielsa or Dice. What a brilliant recruitment plan. They're so similar, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, Marcelo always says, Esme Trabaco, poor Seattle. It's yeah. my job, by the way. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> uh, we are going to have a chat with Stan Collymore about that. Stan's joining us. He's, he's picked three games that he thinks that we could see a bit of a giant killing in. He's with mm. us at Wembley today. And then we'll have the fourth panel. We're going to, uh, I think we're going to bring in Gareth A. Davis because it may be a bit easier today. Two men who are looking tremendous. Stan yeah, looks amazing. Stan, yeah, Stan's been, I think he's making the weight for his cut, isn't <laughs> he? He's, he's in good shape, isn't and he? And Gareth yeah. as and well. And Gareth, yeah, the two of them. Now, yeah, that maybe they'll be on the undercard. So, Can um, we get somebody on who's a bit flabby? Make yeah. me feel better. <laughs> well, look, well, you're here, Andy. <laughs> That's true. So, just look in a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem. I mean, you are in a room full of boxers and boxing people, so you ain't going to find well, too no, many no, flabby no, people. No, they all look quite Maybe one or two condition. of the people who are watching. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. 
Paul Hawks, Miami Jacobs here live from uh, the drama at Wembley ahead of Yard versus Betobiev tomorrow night. Betobiev, uh, which does sound like a, a supermarket somewhere in Eastern <laughs> Europe, but I'm not saying that to his face. No, don't. Um, but Gareth's put us right on that. I yes. won't ask him about the beard either. No, I wouldn't. Whether it cushions the blows. Anyway, we've got a massive weekend of uh, football on TalkSport and TalkSport 2. Nine matches for you starting tonight. Uh, one of the games we'll feature in the Fools panel, obviously, will be... Um, Manchester City versus Arsenal. But joining us now uh, for the Fools panel and indeed to give us uh, his thoughts on uh, some potential upsets in the, th the uh, fourth round is Stan Collymore. Stan, lovely to see you. Phoenix from the flames. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like putting on an old pair of slippers, putting this Fantastic. microphone on and seeing you, Pat. Yeah, lovely great to, see to see you. you. Yeah, good to see you. Great to see you. Before we talk about the games, uh, it looks like it is going to be Sean Dyche. As Andy was saying earlier on, very different sort of recruitment uh, take on it, really. Bielsa and Dyche, very different managers. But I don't know if you sense that maybe Dyche is the right man for this moment. He is. I think that Bielsa would be a match made in hell. And the reason why that is, when he went to Leeds United... He had a lot of young players, players that had played at lower levels in the, in the English pyramid. And he goes in as this sort of godlike maverick figure. And he was able to mould them um, and mould them into a very good, aggressive front foot championship team that goes into the Premier League. But let's not forget that Bielsa's record, the reason why he, he did leave his post was because they conceded a lot of goals and they were very naive. Sean Dyche, I think, is the opposite. He is a guy that will... He likes a big front man, although I think that the, the comparisons with Sam Allardyce and Tony Pulis in the modern generation is erroneous because I think that his Burnley teams at times did get the ball down and play good football. Mm. But with somebody like a Dominic Calvert-Lewin, people like Tarkovsky and McNeil that he's worked with at Burnley, yeah. he would have an opportunity to say, we've got a function, we're going to be good at corners and set pieces, um, attacking and defending. He can communicate clearly with the players that Bielsa would have potentially an issue with. He's obviously got the translator. Um, and I think that Dyche is an obvious choice and would be a good move now. 18-month contract, Dyche would probably snap their hands off for that. Um, Bielsa just would be one of the oddest moves. Yeah. Because Everton, you know, they've, they've had 12 more years in the English top flight than any other club, and they're very proud of that, one of the founding members. So for... To go in with an experimental Bielsa approach in the run-in where they could get relegated for the first time in living memory would be a very, very odd choice. I've shown Deitch for me all day long. Yeah, yeah. they just got to stay up with the new stadium and all that. So yeah, yeah. And that's a very good point about McNeil as well. I mean, they haven't really Tarkovsky, got a tune. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, you need a, tr a trusty yeah. lieutenant or two in the dressing room. So if you can go in as a manager or as a head coach and have two or three people that you already know. You know, Dominic Calvin-Lewin hasn't had a great season. Iwobi effectively was a, a converted front man. Yeah. So he could go to some sort of 4-4-2 and have wide, man, cr wide men crosses. And I think that Sean, at this stage of his career, because of the, the, the clubs that he's managed prior to, he's never had the chance to have one of the big boys. And I think that Ian Wone, that was one of my teammates at Nottingham Forest in a very good Nottingham Forest team, is his assistant. People like Steve Stone as well, who I played with at Forest. Um, he would put, could possibly join Sean Dyche. So there's this sort of forest element there. Um, is that, that I think that Sean Dyche for Everton to keep them up 
and then to consolidate it. And then they can look at the Bielsa's down the line if they're, you know, if they, if they stay in the Premier League. It needs a pre-season yeah. as well, isn't it? Yeah, His absolutely. The whole thing is predicated on getting them really fit. And I think that's probably put him off even if they were going to go down that route, really. So, well, let's have a look at some of the games down the way. You can smell yes. a bit of an upset. We're going to have the false panel coming up where we'll look at one or two of our commentary games. But um, we're going to go start off on Monday night with Derby. West Ham. I mean, Derby on a really decent run yeah, at the I didn't moment. Realize right? that. What happens when you start to go from the madness of a, a, an old owner? That we, we obviously know what the situation was with Derby two or three years ago. Wayne Rooney goes and leaves and goes to the United States, and the club were down to the bare bones. And I keep my eye on what's going on. Lots of clubs and, and speak to people at lots of clubs. And Paul Warren, the job the job that he's done with younger players, they've had waifs and strays that have come in, the players that have been there for several years. I mean, they're 19 games unbeaten now in League One. And I always thought as a player, that particularly in the FA Cup, that when you get to the third round, fourth round, fifth round, and you are in good form in the Championship or in League One or in non-league, you'll take on anybody because you've just got that winning feeling. Mm. They had a good win, I think, two or three days ago go, uh, away against Port Vale. They're, in, they're fourth in League One, so there's a chance that they're going to be in the playoff shake-up, similar to Sunderland, to be able to go back into the championship, more money, more spotlight. And against the West Ham that might make changes, Yeah. no Danny Ings, he's been injured uh, when he's at Villa, so he, he takes that with him. I think that Derby County could beat West Ham by the odd goal. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there is every chance. Another one was Fulham Sunderland, Stan. I mean, Sunderland will take a lot to Craven Cottage. It'll be pretty lively atmosphere. Yeah, those five or 6,000 Mackhams that like to turn up in Trafalgar Square <laughs> and sort of foam the place. Um, a, a, another club that you get the feeling that they've turned a corner and they're on the up. Um, Tony Mowbray isn't the sexiest manager in the world, but with Mark Venus, funny enough, I was a, an apprentice at Wolves and Mark Venus was one of the pros back in the old Steve Bull days when they were winning fourth division and third division titles, is that they do the basics very well. They'll put a team together that is competitive, a team that um, is honest, and they would look to shift on any characters that they didn't feel fit with what Tony Mowbray was a player. He was a very honest stand-up centre-half. Um, lost one of the last seven. They're one point off the playoff, so they can very much go into it and say, look, this is potentially a bonus game. Beautiful day by the River Thames. We're going to be taking loads of supporters behind that away end goal. And I just looked at who Fulham have got the bench. They've got some good players on the, be on the bench. Harry Wilson, Tom Kearney, um, Chalabar, Dan James. So I wonder if Silver might think we're not far off a European spot here. Would the FA Cup at this time, if we got one or two key injuries, so I think that they may, may, may make three or four changes, yeah. and that might get Sunderland, potentially if things went well, um, in with the shout. They've got, so, they've got Chelsea next Friday night. <laughs> well, well you're you just think, you're thinking about it, Andy. Yeah. You think, well, they're seventh in the league, you know, and they're... they're They've had a fantastic season. They've got a goal scorer that's scoring goals in the Premier League and they're creating plenty of chances. The mood at Fulham is, is very positive. You, we're not talking, as we did several years ago, about ownership issues. Um, but I do wonder if they'll make changes and think, well, somebody like Dan James, he should be able to play against Sunderland yeah. at Craven Cottage. But I do think that Sunderland could go there and, and create an upset. I don't think it's as, as obvious as the Derby one, because I think the Derby 
I genuinely think Derby will beat West Ham. But I can certainly see Sunderland uh, going there and creating issues. Now, we wouldn't have said this a while back, certainly when you were playing for them, but Brighton versus Liverpool, yeah. it doesn't feel like wouldn't be a massive shock in like what happened in the league and, well, the, and you, the form of the two teams. You've got an ageing Liverpool squad meeting a, a a younger group of players that are probably not ready to come in. I saw the, the Liverpool-Chelsea game and I thought that I looked at Liverpool and whereas three or four years ago you had 24 to 27-year-olds playing at their very best winning almost everything there was to win in front of them and going head to get head against Manchester City. The problem is Manchester City can refresh very um, quickly. Chelsea can refresh very quickly and are doing. Liverpool's problem is, are they going to invite a small investor, small as in multi-millions, but, but FSG own the, the, the majority shareholding, or FSG going to sell? But if they maintain the status quo, FSG don't have the money of Todd Bowley, they don't have the money of the Saudis, they don't have the money of Abu Dhabi. So at the minute, you're seeing this weird hybrid of um, household names playing out of position, some injured players, um, players that are playing out of form, and youngsters that are coming in that are not quite ready for Liverpool Football Club. I see this as a Brighton going through, and I see this as, as Jürgen looking at the squad, particularly if you, look, if you look back at the team that they played against Chelsea, which wouldn't have been a Liverpool team playing against Chelsea... 18 months ago, two years ago, and he'll make plenty of changes. Brighton yeah. to win again, two or three nil. Yeah, they only won the other week, didn't they? So, yeah, yeah, that's definitely. right. And the job that and the job that Deserbi uh, has done, taking over from Potter. And I know from speaking to the guys at Brighton, they always earmarked Deserbi. This wasn't oh, we need somebody. Potter's gone. They had a short list when Graham Potter was there, knowing that someone would come in. It's the forward plan of that club it, is amazing. It's structure yeah. and it's and it's having a plan. Manchester United for a decade threw names at a board, and we looked at the names and said, well. Three of them are from this manager, four of them are from this manager. So how on earth do you expect them to be able to uh, be a coherent team? Beyond that, they didn't have a structure of a good technical director, um, director of football. Everton, the same. You look at Everton's woes, a lot of it's been around £700 million they spent yeah. to be second bottom in the league. Most of that was down to poor recruitment. If you look at Brighton... What Tony Bloom has done has been incredible. And I'm a massive fan of, of Brighton, of uh, Brentford as well. Tony Bloom and Matthew Benham were good friends for a long time. And their idea of... Not how, now. Not now. <laughs> no. uh, uh, it's a great story. It'll probably be a film at some <laughs> yeah. stage. But fell out. But the way that they look at how football clubs run are if you put the right pieces in the, uh, of the jigsaw from top to bottom and you have really good recruitment people, you have an open-door policy that everybody communicates um, and comes up with joint decisions, you are going to get very good players. The only thing I would say about Brighton is, is they have to be very careful of not going down the Southampton Road. Uh, mm. I, I know that on the station in recent days there have been various debates about sort of Brighton letting uh, Trossard go and other players potentially going for big money. Um, even Brighton aren't going to have we're going to let our best player go, we're automatically going to bring a, another one in. So we know with Southampton, they were effectively left with their, their one major asset, James Ward-Prowse, that stayed. Yeah. Um, is that I would be really upset if in two years from now, 
Brighton had gutted their squad, selling players to Liverpool and Man City for 30, 40, 60 million and not replacing them. Yeah, I mean, so far, they've always been able to do that. They've always had the next cab off the rank and they've replaced Bissouma with Casado. If he goes, I wouldn't be at all surprised if they've got someone else lined up. They Some, will, somebody said uh, Todd Bowley should have brought Brighton. Yeah, <laughs> he had a point. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because I spoke to Graham Potter. I went down to, uh, to Cobham. Um, it was before Chelsea lost against Brighton. Yeah. I don't know what your thoughts of him, Andy. I, I've, I've, I've got a feeling that you're not sold yet. <laughs> no. Um, I think that Chelsea, and I said I did a, a column the other week and I got a load of stick from Arsenal fans saying, I said that the Chelsea project long term was better than Arsenal. They've got more money, they've got a guy that will, not, will want to step out of the shadows of Roman Abramovich. Not just about spending money, but wanting to get the success. They traditionally, in all of the UEFA underage tournaments, have been able to provide players. They've always had a really good recruitment system for, for finding younger players. So I think that Graham Potter, as a coach of young players and having a system, you have to get to the end of the season. You've then got to give him the window. And I think that Bowley at the moment, because we've heard nothing from him, he's stepping back and said, I had the conversation with you before you signed that it was going to be difficult. You're not a massive name. Chelsea have been used to the sugar rush of, if it doesn't work, let's change it. We're going to go down this different route. And I think that if they continue it for another 18 months without fans getting edgy or tense, that the likes of Mudrick no, no, and I, this win, no, no, this, means you. This window has been a lot better. The yeah. first window was just... Bonkers. It was a bit scattergun. bloke went out and spent all that money, didn't know what he was doing. I think the thing is, Andy, is that somebody coming into a club like Chelsea and, and having the success that they had in the Roma Abramovich era, he's naturally going to be, well, I'm the man now and I want to give Chelsea mm. fans that. Yeah. Instead of just looking at it and having a more of a strategic approach, I think you'll see probably five or six, maybe seven going in the summer. Uh, I know they're talking about giving Thiago Silva an extension on his contract, and I think that would be a good move, A, because he's played well, but B, he would be a good mentor for players coming through. You've got to have your senior players. Yeah. But I think Chelsea, four years hence, God willing, for having this conversation, I think they will be a force again. Got to be patient, Andy. I'm very happy. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, 
you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Joining us now with a, uh, a week of sport on TV, as always in this time on a Friday, it is squad number nine, Martin Kellner. Hi, Martin. Hello, boys. You're right. Yeah, we're not so bad. Yeah, we're in a, we're in a, bo- a, a, a boxing frenzy this afternoon. I don't know if you're mm. covering boxing or not, but uh, what's on what's on the agenda with you today? Well, what's on the agenda? Um, question of sport. Now, I'll tell you the reason I watched that. Uh, I got uh, a, an email from uh, one of my uh, dedicated listeners saying uh, I used to be quite acid when I wrote for The Guardian, you know, did sport on TV, uh, complaining that I wasn't acid enough uh, on this show. And I sort of tried to explain that, uh, I could, you know, a lot of the people that I probably used to slag off in The Guardian years ago um, probably working for Talk Sport now, so I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to turn up and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and have a go. At, feeds, precisely, precisely. I'm not going to turn up and have a go yeah. at Sam Matterface. So I thought, well, what can I watch? I thought I watched Question of Sport. Um, there's bound to be something. Can I have a go out there? But in actual fact, this is front page. This is front page news. It's not bad. Uh, I prefer it to, uh, right. you know, the old Question of Sport. Do you? Really? Yes, I do. Yeah, I thought the questions were quite good. I had fun answering those. Paddy McGuinness, I think, is a, a likeable host. Sam Quack and uh, Ugo Monnier, the captains, they were all right. They had uh, Stephen Hendry and Martin O'Fire, a couple of the guests, uh, Steve Redgrave, Sally Gunnell. I thought, well, this is fairly harmless. Uh, and at the end of it, I oh. mean, I'm, I won't be watching it again, but at the end of it, I thought to myself, <laughs> well, this is, this is okay. So I watched that. The, the, the other thing I wanted to talk about, which is annoying me a little mm. bit, is on Sky Sports okay. News, the graphic that counts mm-hmm. down to the end of the transfer window. So I'm watching Sky Sports News. I was particularly interested in uh, TPEG Gate. You know, um, yes. Rory McIlroy was giving yeah. an interview about uh, Patrick Reed throwing the uh, tea peg at him and all that and subpoenaed him. So I was watching that, but I couldn't take my eyes off the graphic at the bottom, which said six days, nine hours, 56 minutes, 23 seconds. And, and it's, it counts down in seconds, which um, you could, mm-hmm. it's like you're watching your life slipping away. You know, for those of us who... <laughs> You're probably closer to the end than the beginning. You're looking at this and thinking, I don't really want to know that these hours and minutes and whatever, they could, they could lose that graphic for me personally. Um, so it's just a word, a word to Sky Sports there. Um, the other thing I watched yeah. was, well, I watched a thing called Captains, which is a FIFA uh-huh. production. So obviously FIFA's own yeah. particular. So it's quite hard hitting and uh, yeah, yes, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's on Netflix. Uh, the story of uh, six mm. captains. It's a full well seventy three production. So they know what they're doing with these uh, sort of access all areas ish. Uh, type programmes. Um, Pierre Emerick, uh, Obama Young, captain of uh, Gabon. Um, I didn't know the backstory of him and his uh, his father, Pierre Francis uh, or Francois uh, Obama Young, was also um, a footballer. Um, but it was it was. Uh, it, it oh, was is the other one a footballer as well? I hadn't noticed. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> very good. He's very anti. Very good. He's very anti Aubameyang with Chelsea yes. at the moment, I'm afraid. Well, the, perhaps this will explain uh, Aubameyang to you, uh, Andy. Uh, according to uh, Joseph Tander, who was one of the talking heads, he's a professor of sociology at Omar Bongo University. Uh, he says his father educated him uh, according to the morals of a patrilineal society. So that would sort of uh, explain the whole thing. The, and they sh the, the best scene is where they go in the wardrobe of the dad. And uh, I've never seen so many colourful shirts. I think iridescent is... There's, the, if you look at these wow. shirts, there's a whole wardrobe full of these shirts. And uh, very much, they're sort of like the shirts. Is it giving you a bit of a taste for a Martin? Are you, will we be seeing you on overnights? They'll go down I mean, well in Kuala Lumpur. None of those absolutely. Shirts. They'll love it out there. They'll love it out there. But they were sort of looking at the shirt. It was like an explosion in a paint factory. You looked at these shirts and you thought, there's a whole bunch of shirts uh, rejected by Timmy Mallet for being too colourful. <laughs> it was just unbelievable. So there, there was a lot of the stuff with the dad, um, member of the Fang tribe, actually, if you're, uh, if you're interested in the oh, tribal okay. background. Wow. And the, for there the were other, it, yeah. Yes, it was very much a FIFA programme. So you had um, yeah. a focus on Brian Kaltak, who you may or may not know is the manager, uh, sorry, is the captain of Vanuatu. Vanuatu is one of those. No, I didn't, um, Martin. No. I'll be honest. If, you, if, I, that was in a, if that was a triv question, I would have been struggling. I am yeah. interested in the, one of your things you're talking about, the test, because I watched the yes. first series. I absolutely yeah. loved this. Yeah, it's we great. almost started it, liking not the Australian I didn't cricket realise team. there was a second season. Yes, it's just started. Brand new second season on Prime Video, uh, described as unscripted, emotional, exciting. Three of the Spice Girls who never quite made it. Um, so that's yeah. that I'll, <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that in. It's a bit of an overnight one that we use. Um, yeah, but good. it is. It's yes, thank you. It's uh, yeah, it's it's nice and sweary. Obviously, it covers uh, a lot of interesting uh, Tim Payne and Justin Langer going within uh, 12 yeah. weeks, uh, both of them gone. Uh, the 2021 22 Ashes campaign, um, Tim Payne very tearful, you know, standing down because uh, of lewd text messages. Uh, Pat Cummins, you know, they cover him. Uh, and with as with all these sort of access all areas type things. Um, we get a scene at him home with his baby. You know, they always pretend that they're, you know, feeding the baby and all that, whatever it is. I mean, he was in the uh, in, in the video. Yeah. Um, and uh, the first fast bowler to uh, captain Australia since who, Andy? Ooh, been? That's yeah. a good question, actually. Um, McGraw. Did he? No, Dennis no, Lee? No. No, it's since Ray Lindwall in 1956. Wow, that's a long yeah. time ago. There you go, some two trivia oh, questions there. Um, just if you've got <laughs> time... Yeah, what about that and Vanuatu, mine? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, if you've got time, I, I watched the, uh, the Nottingham Forest Manchester United match, and I don't know whether he's ever done it on Talk Sport, but hugely impressed with John McGovern's uh, impersonation of uh, Brian Clough. It's absolutely oh, wow. 
I mean, in many ways, he's impersonating um, not Rory Bremner, who was the one before Rory Bremner. Mike Yarwood. Mike yeah. Yarwood, yeah. Mike he was impersonating, I think it a is a cornerstone of John's after-dinner set. I mean, myself and Max met him when we went up the forest for a, a, a game last year. And uh, yeah. Yeah, he's very good. He's, he's, the stories are great, obviously. He was, oh, he was front and centre. He was a witness to it all. Yeah, yeah and, and Roy Keane was saying, obviously he worked under Clough at uh, Nottingham Forest and was saying that, you know, how much affection he had for uh, Brian Clough. He said, although he did punch me once after a game. Uh, and of course they all, um, they all chipped in with, yeah, different times, different times. But there is a... Yeah. a, a, a <laughs> Which sort of covers almost anything, doesn't it? Different times. Um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. yeah, there is a very fine line, I've always said, between bullying and brilliant captaincy. Uh, and uh, obviously yeah. that line was straddled by Brian Clough, but it was, um, it was brilliant to hear those stories, it really was. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are, that was this afternoon's show. Back in the studio on uh, Monday with Danny Kelly and... Andy Brasser looking back over the weekend's football. Don't forget, lots and lots of FA Cup for when the boxing on TalkSport and TalkSport 2 this weekend. We'll catch up with you on Monday. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.